Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monday's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. This week we've got a packed show as we look back on Rory's win in Canada and look ahead to the 119th US Open at Pebble Beach. We'll chat about the course, last year's tournament, US Open memories, players to watch this week and much more. And of course, stay tuned until the end for our special US Open quiz. guys it's Brooks Kepka. Uh, I just wanted to welcome you guys to the Golf Monthly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name's Tom Clark and as ever I'm joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing Elliot? Yeah good quite tired. There was a little pause there. Are you sure you're okay Elliot? Um, yeah I've had a paracetamol this morning so I'm feeling good. <laughs> I did have a bit of a headache but don't do drugs just talk to Michael Gove about that. Um, <laughs> um, so do you have a good weekend? Yeah, I Did played you golf. The, yeah, I played the club championship. This is okay. Pause. How did you do? Did okay, but bad basically. I finished eleventh with a seventy-eight and an eighty. The other way around. I shot eighty first round, seventy-eight. So I shot eleventh out of. I think sixty-six played. Well, that's pretty pretty decent then. Um, but only sixty-six could get in because the higher handicaps were not allowed in. So, uh, yeah, day one was brutal. I shot 80. It was very windy. Some difficult pin positions, some thick rough. Was that Saturday? Yeah. And Saturday well. was very windy. That yeah. would have been tricky, wasn't it? So, basically, I just spent the whole day just hitting shots, thinking, oh, don't hit this left, don't hit this right. Didn't have that attitude or positivity slash confidence. Not like you. Like Rory McIlroy had yesterday. I was just um, scared over the ball, I'd say. Um, who won? Would you like to congratulate um, the winner? Or do you not even know? There was a tie at the top, so they're coming back for another day. Oh, they're going to have a playoff? 18-hole playoff? Yeah. Wow, that's I know, good. we wanted it to be like sudden death, and we'd all go out and follow them after a couple of beers, but no, it's just going to happen on some random day now. 18-hole? Oh, that's a, big, that's a big day, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Good luck to them both, whoever they are, because you can't remember their names. The guy who finished tied first, I am playing at the weekend in our doubles match. So He'll have his mind on other things. You perfect chance to beat him. <laughs> Possibly. But oh. anyway, uh, listeners, Tom right now, I assume he's had a long weekend. He always does. But he's sitting in front of me with a cup of coffee and a cup of tea. Double e- drop. Explain that. I'm, t- I'm tired. <laughs> I need some refreshment. You said, do you want a cup of tea? I'm not going to turn down one of you making a cup of tea because you never do it. Oh, is he going to bite on that? Maybe not. Uh, no. Oh, do you know what? I played golf on Thursday in a charity day at Ufford Park and I played really quite badly. But As uh, always? Is, well, not as always. And uh, But uh, yeah, a few positives. I've got a few rounds of golf coming up, so hopefully that's going to take a bit of the rust off. Ufford Park was in very good nick. I haven't played there for a while. They've put some investment in there. So it's really good. Really good charity day. Raised £5,000 for Inspire Suffolk, which help uh, young people who haven't had the best to start in life. So, uh, yeah, it was a really good day. Putting something back in. Played some bad golf. Do you know what? They had to beat the, they had the beat the pro hole. You know you play one of these ones. Yeah. Par three. So you've got to get nearer the pin than the, the pro. The, it was very windy. And the pro had the, completely the wrong club. It was a probably a nine iron and he only had a wedge so he's having to smack his way. Mr. Green short right 
So this is a, on a short par three over water with a green which tilts from back to front. I hit a nine iron, bang over the pin, right over the pin, and somehow you spun it back. No, so it's I spun it back out the rough, but still, I don't know how it did not roll down it onto the green. So I, I think about a third of the ball was on the green, and two thirds of the ball was not on the green. So I didn't beat. The it was those, those new Ping G410 irons you used, wasn't it? Well, I think it has a lot to do with my swing more than any, any irons. But no, I was using more new irons, and they're really nice. So um, hitting I've, them a long way. Uh, I was hitting the. The uh, the crossover, the two iron crossover. I'm not really sure how they d- describe it. Absolutely melting. It. <laughs> Lovely club to hit. I had never hit that before, so that was that was on that subject. That was a revelation. I'll be honest with you. You hitting it far? I know that there's an ongoing. I hit, I'm hitting it far, relatively speaking. Okay, I don't, you know, I don't hit it that far, but I hit it okay. And but to hit, I was hitting that two oh, iron really far. I'm really losing distance. I know there's a joke about in the office that I don't hit the ball very far. But I played with well, a... You, um, well, you don't. It's not a joke. It's actually just facts of the matter. I played golf with a 14-year-old on Saturday in the club champs. And, uh, yeah, he was out driving me. So. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. You no. don't hit it very far. I but really you don't, don't have to hit it far, do you? You know, your, your game's built around fairways and greens, isn't it? Possibly. Yeah. Well, that's... yeah. I mean, you're a single-figure handicapper. You must be... You can get it round, can't you? Yeah, but in the wind, some of those fades I was hitting off the tee were probably going about 220 yards. And I was consistently 20 yards behind Down. a 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I don't think we ever need to mention that ever again now. Because no, you just, Yeah, is he a particularly good 14-year-old? Brilliant player, yeah. Harry Yule, I'll give him a shout on the podcast. Five handicapper, um, lots of talent there. One to look out for in the future, potentially. <laughs> potentially. Well done, Harry, for beating Elliot. Did he beat you? No. Oh, well, there you go. No. This isn't everything. Uh, But it was everything for Rory on Sunday at the RBC Canadian Open, where he shot an amazing 61 the final round to win by just the seven shots. Uh, He was 10 under through 17 holes, needed a birdie on the last for 59. He ended up bogeying it, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, That's his 16th PGA Tour win, the 25th career victory. Uh, of his career. Uh, he's now joint US Open favourite, having been about 15 to 1 at the start of the week. Uh, do you think he can win his fifth major? Possibly, yeah. If he continues playing like that next week, he will win 100%. But it's just whether that turns up, isn't it? You know, he's a bit inconsistent. But that, yes, don't, don't start getting negative. I'm not at all. I'm, I'm, so you've just said that Rory is inconsistent. This year, he has played 12 times, I believe. He's missed one cut. So out of the 11 cuts that he's made, he's finished top 10, 10 times. The other time, I think, was the Masters. And he's won twice, the Players, and now the Canadian Open, which is a big, pretty big Oh, team. he's having a fantastic season, but, you know, he's that good. I always say how amazing he is. His career is measured on majors. Brooks Koepka has now caught him up. He needs to translate last week's golf into next week at Pebble Beach, which he definitely can. And if he does that, he will win. He was if, just if incredible does, yesterday. Yeah, if Rory does play at his best, he's going to win. I don't think anyone can keep up with him. Not even Tiger. We haven't seen him putt like Not that in five years or so. Yeah, he's, but he's just attacking. He's drive, when his driver really is on form, he hits it so much further than anyone and then just has such short clubs into, into greens. Yeah, that first hole was over 400 yards and he had about 45 yards in yeah. and nearly holed his pitch shot. Yeah. 
it was it was great to see. It was a hell of a day for the Irishman, wasn't it? Yeah. Because Rory did well. Shane Lowry was up there, finished joint second, and McDowell then also hold a, a really long putt on eighteen to make the uh, the Open. I think we're going to talk about McDowell a bit later on as well. Is that correct? Uh, no, we can talk about McDowell now. <laughs> oh, let's talk about um, yeah, it. Was brilliant, you, were looking, it? you were looking slightly confused there. He had like four chances, I think, to qualify for the Open. And well, he was playing in different events which had open qualifying yeah. places uh, for whoever uh, was was um, at the top of the leaderboard. So he finished, I think, eighth, and that he was one of the highest people who hadn't already qualified. For yeah, the there open. were two spots going, and he got the second spot, holding that 30-foot for par on the last. So he's from Rathmore Golf Club, which is on the site of... Port Rush. Yeah. I think it's the he's artisan from Port, club. He's from Port Rush. He's from Port Rush. He's desperate to qualify for it. I think, although he actually played it pretty cool, as he often does, this is one of the biggest moments of his recent career to actually say that he's going to tee it up at, at Port Rush. If he hadn't been playing in it, he would have been devastated, I think. And he said, sure. he said there was not enough drink in Northern Ireland, I think, um, for that week if he wasn't playing in it. it well, exactly. I mean, he, 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 I'm sure, would have got a, a commentator gig somewhere, but, um, you know, he wants to play in that. And he's playing pretty well, actually, at the moment, isn't he? So yeah. that, that was great to see. Great to see that GMAT's playing well. And obviously, the last time that the US Open was played at Pebble Beach, the US Open, obviously, this coming week, he won. Yeah, a very special two-month spell for him that he's got coming up now. Uh, but yeah, we're at the Open next month, aren't we? And I know I'm really excited to go and watch McDowell and see the fans because it's going to be like a party atmosphere out there. Yeah, it's going to be. And it's yeah. going to mean so much to him as well, like you've already said. Yeah, no, exactly. There's going to be all the Irish players are going to get so much uh, support out there. Maybe they're going to be under too much pressure to to win. It depends, I think, on a lot of the, on the conditions. Rory's going to have a lot of support, of course. Do you think they'll make a group with McDowell, Rory and Darren Clark? Do they, they do that, the RNA? I, I don't think they will. I think that'd be absolutely raucous. It'd be quite good fun. There's no reason why they couldn't put those guys together, to be honest with you. But um, Are they all still friends? I don't know. I know Rory I and G-Mac used to be like best buds, didn't they? And yeah. I think they had a split with their management or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I still think they talk to each other, though. I don't know. You'd have to talk to them. But yeah, well done, Graham McDowell. He's got a good chance this week at Pebble because it's a course that rewards accuracy and not length. And the same with the Open at Portrush. He knows it really well. And again, it's not going to be a, a bomber's paradise. It's going to be, you know, it's a Lynx golf, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Skill. So, Rory, do we think Rory's going to win the US Open this week? Well, I think Tiger Woods is going to win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if Rory plays like that this week, then he definitely can or will win he said it was um, ideal preparation as well playing on the Poa Anya Greens and uh, just the, the setup was actually it, yeah lots of different clubs off the tee as well yeah which is he had, to, yeah, see had different clubs off the tee he had to have different clubs coming in I mean 18 uh, at where they were last um, where were they Hamilton yeah and um, so 18 if you hit driver there's a creek which you can just, you're just going to drive into so you have to take, I think they hit five irons off off that tee and that, um, yeah, really changed it up, didn't it? And um, no, I thought it was it was a good tournament. Canadian Open's always pretty decent. Doesn't Brilliant. really get get chatted about. And um, yeah, it was a good mix on the leaderboard. Then obviously Rory just blew people away. It reminded me a bit of when he won at Quail Hollow. He just he just attacking everything. He's just hitting every pit. That shot into seventeen for to set up the eagle. He put it to two foot. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely outrageous. And um, 
He only looked like he had about a seven iron in as well. Yeah. I now, Elliot, I was going to ask you, you have been a bit down on Rory this year. Not at all. You have. You have. Are you going to be more positive about him? And I just, just realised that he's not going to win every week. He's already won twice until. There's not many people who have won twice until this year. I just expect so much of him, that's all. And I think loads of listeners do here. Lots of people will, will think he's a poor putter, will think he doesn't have the mental strength, which has been true of him in the past. I mean, yesterday he was phenomenal. At the Players' Championship, he was very good as well. But you can't argue that Brooks Kepka's won, what, four of the last eight majors. McIlroy oh, hasn't won a major. No doubt, but I think only, you can then comparing him to one player. So, And, yeah, as you said, it, at the, a couple of minutes ago, he will be judged on how many majors he's won, and he has won the same amount of majors as Brooks Kepka. Yep. He's won behind Phil Mickelson. Correct? Yeah. So he's won behind Faldo? Two behind Faldo. Two behind Faldo. So he's right up there and he's only 30. So, yeah, game on, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be I just hope it's going to be a good week this this week at Pebble. Um, I think it's impossible not to be. It's not a bomber's paradise like Beth Page. Even if somebody runs away with it, I'm sure it'll still be entertaining. Well, quite. So this week is the third major of 2019 being played at Pebble Beach which is on Monterey Peninsula in California just south of San Francisco it hosts its 6th US Open it's a public course green fees around the $500 mark if you are in the uh, so if you have the cash you can go and play it I believe you need to pay for a caddy as well on top so you're looking at about $600 okay well if you've got $500 we've probably got $600 spare and what do we know what do we know it's going to be like because we know what US Open courses have been like Historically, usually very, very long, have very, very penal rough, and super, super quick greens. What do we think that pebble's going to be like? It's going to be shorter than we've seen in the last few years with Erin Hills and Shinnecock, etc. It's got tiny greens pebble, hasn't it? So yeah. it really rewards finding the fairways. The fairways are narrow as well. The rough will be thick, I would imagine, because it's US Open. Then you've also got the wind as well because it's right on the coast. I always think the thing with Pebble is actually, and if you think that at the times that people have had either miraculous escapes or shockers, it's actually the the rough around the greens is the real test. So if anyone remembers um, when Dustin Johnson was playing uh, the when GMAC won, uh, he had a shocker around one of the greens where he just got stuck in the rough, played two very very poor chips, and suddenly he was. He was away from being leader to, to drop back. Also, famously, of course, you remember Tom Watson's chip-in on 17 when he was in really thick rough and managed to, to hold his shot on 17 on that, that par three. So it is, it is a, it's a different course. It's by the sea. You know, the, one of the biggest uh, uh, hazards is, of course, the sea and, 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 and the cliffs and stuff like that. And you don't, you know, you don't have to touch that. That's not going to change. The rough, of course, will be up next to the fairways and the fairways will be a bit thinner but it's that that really really thick rough around the greens those tiny greens which are going to be the biggest protection for pebble and if the wind blows it's going to be super tough isn't it yeah the greens shouldn't be too quick i imagine with the wind and obviously what happened last year where the usga once again came under fire for yep. setting up the course quite badly to be honest yeah, well, they, the, the issue last year, they said 
that um, so, so for any golf tournament, especially US Open, if you hit a good shot, you want to be rewarded. Now, obviously, everyone can hit a good shot and it can land in a pitch mark at Kucha or uh, a divot or whatever. But there was plenty of good shots which were being unrewarded because the greens were too quick. They couldn't hold the ball on them at all. Phil Mickelson, of course, hit a bad putt and then ran after it and stopped it. It was it got a bit ridiculous in the end, didn't it? And it, that shouldn't happen this week with with a course like Pebble. No, not at all. I think this should be more like like Lynx golf. Really, it's going to be fast and firm. It's, there's going to be lots of irons off the tee, and because the greens are so small, they don't need to make them ridiculously quick. No, or, and they won't. They're not too slopey. And either, yeah, and if it is windy, obviously they won't make them too quick because otherwise, the uh, it's when they start having balls moving on the putting greens and stuff like that. Looking at the past Pebble winners, this is why we get so excited about the US Open at Pebble Beach. Look at the past winners at Pebble. Jack Nicklaus, 1972. Tom Watson, 1982. Tom Kite, 1992. Tiger, 2000. And, of course, Graham McDowell, 2010. Now, of all those great players, they're all great players, Graham McDowell is probably the one which stands out as being the one that hasn't achieved as much as the other ones. All the others are, uh, you know, have won. Did Tom, how many majors did Tom Kite won? That was Tom Kite's only major. That, OK, so Tom Kite only won one major and McDowell only won one major. Um, Kite was known as like the best player never to win a major Absolutely. until then. But you actually look at, you know, Kite obviously has done an awful lot in the world of golf as well. And McDowell as well. You think about his other successes he's had success especially in the Ryder Cup he very nearly won the US Open the year after when Webb Simpson won so you know there's plenty 2012 yeah or 2012 two years after so yeah Rory won in 2011 didn't he no one was close to beating Rory so um, it usually suits really top golfers and what name would would sit best next to those those winners Rory Kupka Tiger. Tiger's already on there. You can't pick Tiger again. <laughs> um, Spieth as well. Like He's going to go down as all-time great. And to win at Pebble, he's won there already in the, the Pro-Am. He's coming into form. Uh, Some like Justin Rose. He's been quiet this year, really. But you can There is one name which you winning. haven't mentioned, which I think needs to be mentioned. I'm sure you will. DJ? Well, DJ. No. That's one, another one. There's so many. Phil Mickelson. Fourth the last time they played at Pebble. Of course, has already won at Pebble this year, won the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am, beat Paul Casey. Mickelson, if his name goes on that list, then that would be incredible for him, obviously, because it would also mean that he's completed the career Grand Slam of Majors. Now, Phil Mickelson's 50 to 1 this week. Really? Do you you think Mickelson should be counted in? (sighs) Well, I'm going to contradict myself here because he won at Pebble Beach in February. But the course surely doesn't suit him being tight fairways and thick rough. When so how come he keeps winning there? He's I got don't... an incredible record there. But last year at um, Le Golf National, after that, he said he doesn't have time for courses with thick rough and uh, small fairways. So, so no, you, you, I don't think he's going to win. To be honest, I think I'm going to. But it would money. be an amazing story. I'm going to put some money on Mickelson. I think. I think he's just going to. He's going to feature. I hope he does. Yeah. I really do. If, he, if Mickelson's up there, I mean, can you imagine the crowds? If he's, California lad as well, it would be. I mean, if we talk about pressure at Port Rush. He'd be under. He's under quite a bit of pressure. Yeah. He is coming under the radar a little bit, which can only be a good thing for him. But um, yeah, great stuff. Now, Tiger, you've already mentioned. You think Tiger's going to win? Two thousand US Open, one of the most incredible performances ever in a major. 
Tiger won his third major and his first US Open by 15 strokes. Uh, it was the biggest winning margin in any major to, to that date. Yeah, so runner-up was three over par. Who was runner-up? Uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez yeah. and Ernie Els. Yeah. So. And then Tiger Woods was 12 under. It's just incredible. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And um, that was the start of... I mean, Tiger had already won a couple, obviously a couple of majors, but it was at that point that everything went a bit mad with Tiger. Yeah. And then they start having to Tiger-proof golf. He won four in a row, didn't he, yeah, from there? exactly. So, you know, he... He had to start tiger-proofing uh, golf courses, as it as it was called, and that's I think golf changed a lot around that time. Um, and what well, if Tiger's Tiger can play around there? We know that he's had success around there. He's had that good performance last week as well. Do you think? Do you? I know you keep on saying that Tiger's going to win. Do you really, really think that Tiger can win this week? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. What do you want me to say to that? <laughs> no, no. But elaborate. He, what do you think? Is, what do you think is the best part of his game to suit Pebble? Well, if he finds the fairways, then his iron play will be key, and his wedge game, just everything. His, his putting looks good. Uh, he's, he's coming in fit. He's coming in knowing that he can win majors again. He won there in two thousand. He was tied fourth there in 2010 came three short I really do believe that <laughs> and this week will be major number 16 yeah and I think the thing which you've said already that, that actually you don't have to hit driver off every tee no which benefits him so again. he's you know the Tiger Stinger will be seen a lot this week I'm sure and um, Tiger's definitely got a chance uh, Six, what do you 16 re- to 1 what do you reckon that's very good odds yeah he's world number 5 remember yeah um, what do you remember of the 2000 US Open? Did you, did you remember I watching it? I don't actually remember watching it very much. I was... I was only five years old then. This would make me depressed. I was I was 18 at the time. But it was on Sky, and I don't think I had Sky at that point. So it was... A, yeah, it was... I remember the headlines and everyone thinking, this Tiger Woods, he, he really is quite a good golfer, isn't he? <laughs> and obviously from then, he just went on that run where he just won so many of his majors around the turn of the century. It was, it was mad. It was, it was mad. also famous for the Payne Stewart tributes as well because he won the 99 US Open at Pinehurst. I think he died in that plane accident in like October 99 or something. Mm. So, I, remember that, I remember that happening. I remember all, all the reports of that. It's tragic. There was no defending champion at the 2000 US Open and then obviously we saw where all the players were hitting balls into the ocean yep. the day before. Um, so yeah, it was a very poignant moment and it was the 100th US Open as well, wasn't it? It was like a landmark moment. No, it is. And, and when you look back at classic US Opens, the US Opens can sometimes be a bit of a slog to watch. That Tiger one, it stands out a lot for me. Dow winning stood out for me at the time. He was a columnist at Golf Monthly as well. Um, what, that year? Yeah. And wow. I'd, I'd only just... Um, I'd only started in 2009 here, so I mean, we were all very excited about it all. And it was a real... It was a, really amazing time for Norwich, Northern Irish golf because McDowell won then Rory won then Darren Clark won the Open it was an amazing time and there's been there is loads and loads of US Opens that you look back on sometimes not always with success you think of Monty's close chances 2006 he should have won the US Open shouldn't he and double bogeyed 18 hit a shot I think you, you said you saw the highlights of that the other day and you said that his shot into 18 was one of the worst you'd ever seen. 
No? Who was talking about that? I don't know who said that. It wasn't me. Who was talking about that? Maybe that was Sam. But that was famous for Vijay Singh getting a ruling down the left, wasn't it? Hitting it into like the merch tent or something. So Monty was waiting for like five or ten minutes over what was just a standard seven iron. Yeah, and he hit a dreadful shot. Um, That was at Winged Foot, actually. Mm -hmm. Winged Foot hosts next year. It's in New York. You think Monty's going to win next year? I didn't say that. Uh, but yeah, I was doing some research on Winged Foot the other day. It's quite an interesting club. It it was started by members from the New York Athletic Commission, so it's got the same logo as them, which is that foot with the wing on it. And in an intensely private club, as you can imagine. And Donald Trump is a member there. It's some like 25 miles north of Manhattan. Sure, I'm sure they've got a lot of very big names there as well. But um, Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Look forward to it. I'm looking forward to more, more to Pebble Beach, though, to be honest. Yeah. So what happened last year, Elliot? Can you remember last year's US Open? Last year's was amazing, especially Saturday. Saturday when they lost the course and everything went berserk. Kupka defended, of course, and, but it was a controversial week. Zach Johnson quoted, lost... They said that, he said that the USG, USGA lost the course. Phil Mickelson hit that, hit that moving ball. Every time I watch that video, I still can't believe that he does it. I know. And then he defended himself afterwards. But he did come out and apologise that he was, a, he was out of order afterwards, didn't he? Because if, if a club golfer had done that, we said they would have got... They would have maybe faced a ban or something like that, wouldn't they? And Mickelson didn't. I think, yeah, the club golfer would never return to said club due to the embarrassment and stigma that he would get from it. We also had, do you remember DJ held the lead? He held a four-stroke lead into the third round and he got seven over par. So after 36 holes, we were like, oh, DJ's won this. And then in, in that third round, he left a putt short and said on camera very loud, if I hit it any harder, it will go down the effing hill, which yeah. was just amazing. It? But DJ, the last time that uh, US Open was at Pebble Beach, DJ was leading going to final round, shot 80. 82, I believe. 82, even worse. So, um, yeah, he does have... He has had a few issues on final rounds. Obviously, he has also won at US Open, so... He's also three-putted from 12 feet to lose at US Open on the final green. So, it's a massive tournament for him. (laughs) It is. And he could have won won three or four. Yeah. And he's won one. So, uh, he's someone that really needs to be considered for Pebble Beach this week. A dark horse this week, isn't he? He's He's coming in under the radar. Well, he shouldn't be, because he's got an incredible record there. Um, I think if, of all the players who I think is going to do well, he's right at the top of that list, I think. Uh, he's just got he's got a lot of good memories around there. Obviously a few bad ones as well. So he won there in 09 and 10. He then nearly won the US Open in 10. Didn't do that. And he has not won there since. So I don't know if that's anything to go I, by. Is, is I still he think he, well, he's still, well, no, saying he hasn't won somewhere, which is quite hard to win a PJ Tour event full stop, but he's still got a good record around there. Do you not think? Oh, of course. Yeah, he's won there twice. But he won there twice as a very young, inexperienced player and he hasn't been able to win there again in nine years. So... Yeah, no, true. Is true. that an omen? I mean, there is lots of controversies that sometimes at the US Open. Uh, and one with DJ was at 2016 at Oakmont. He had that ruling which no one... At the time, we realised he was going to get a penalty, but no one actually knew... How much of a penalty? Oh, that was a shambles, wasn't it? Um, that was one of the worst things. Shane Lowry was right in contention at that time, got told about, oh, DJ's going to get a penalty, but we don't know how much yet. I don't think that helped Lowry's game. DJ then obviously went on to win, 
even though he got a two two stroke penalty. And DJ has had a few issues in the final rounds of majors, hasn't he? We've just mentioned a couple. His blow up in Pebble Beach. He also, who can forget whistling straights when he grounded his club in what was described as a bunker. I know it's very wasty area, but they were all told that you know every sandy bit was a was a bunker. And um, yeah, three three putted from uh, twelve feet. Where was that? Chambers Bay. Yeah, that was a very With controversial Speedway. one as well. Wasn't well, Chambers it? Bay was a very different kind of US Open club. I quite enjoyed Chambers Bay. I know they said, oh, they lost a bit to the course, but and it didn't look great. But I don't actually think it was that bad a, a major. It was, it was better than Shinnecock, would you think? No. No? Like, it was, it, yeah, it was entertaining, but... The problem was the, you, cr- the greens were very crusty, weren't they? They were like broccoli greens they were disposed, weren't they? Like, <laughs> I forgot who described those broccoli. <laughs> I think Colin Montgomery. He said like they weren't fit to host a... A professional tournament on, which is such a shame. The great, the whole setup of the course at Chains Bay, I really enjoyed, and it was good. But they did have issues with the greens. Uh, I've forgotten he described them as that. <laughs> yeah, Spieth managed to hold, you know, stick around and win that, didn't he? That's one of Spieth's great wins. Um, and Shinnecock, we've had issues with them before. There's two, two, two years. So, um, two thousand and four was they had to be warmed between groups because they couldn't hold the. Because the balls wouldn't stop on them, which is, which is, which is poor. So hopefully we won't see any big issues this week. Also, Golf Digest ran an anonymous player and coach caddy poll thing about the USGA, and there were so many players criticising the USGA. And also in there, a lot of players were actually thinking about boycotting the US Open over finances. So the US Open makes like 90 odd million a year or something and it is the richest tournament in golf but mm. not significantly richer I find that I don't believe any of that it's true read it well, I, well, it, I believe it when someone actually boycotts it they get the biggest prize they get over two the winner gets two point well close to 2.2 million more than any other major and that's money they want I know, but it's they put just an awful sport, lot of, but it? They put a lot of money into the into the professional game as well. But they're, they're it was looked like after a... quite well, and all because US Open is the hardest event of the year. Usually, um, I don't think I think this is very easy to criticise it. I know they have had a few shockers, but I I I believe that when someone doesn't try and win two million dollars, and at the moment I don't think anyone's pulled out that we think is is there anyone who's not playing who should be. No, this was because of purely because of money, nothing to do with the core setup. Um, but it's sport, isn't it? You know, I, I find that it's a money game. Professional these days. golfers are going to get a, not a lot of sympathy about money about how much money they're getting paid. <laughs> no, of course um, not. Yeah, we could look at the the women's game and how much money they've got at the moment. And you know, we were talking about the, the golf sixes last week, where a couple of the uh, there's a couple of women's teams, and it was one of their biggest. Prize, potential prize wins of the year so uh, by quite a long way so I think yeah people who qualify for the US Open crying about the money should chill out yeah well said what <laughs> <laughs> other memorable US Opens have there been 2011 Rory McIlroy won his first major by 10 strokes at Congressional Country Club that was just after he'd had that horrendous collapse at the Masters where he still hit it. I still don't know how he got it in that bloke's back garden. 
Haven't been to Augusta. Yeah, that that was just incredible. I remember Rory was like six or seven clear with a round to go, and people still didn't think he was going to win because after what happened at the Masters, we were like, oh no, is Rory going to collapse again? And I remember he birdied the first hole, and it was just amazing. Golf it was to watch. a procession, but he yeah. And I think that Masters meltdown had made him a better player, didn't it? For the, yeah. Especially around that time, uh, two thousand six. We mentioned it. Wingfoot. Monty and Mickelson double bogey into a 72nd hole, handing the title to Australian Jeff Ogilvy. Where is Jeff Ogilvy now? Um, 1999, Pinehurst, beat Mickelson by one. Mickelson gets beaten by one a lot at US Opens. Famous for his um, big fist pump celebration and then consoling uh, Phil Mickelson afterwards. And That's course- a great picture, isn't it, where they're like, he's got his hands on Mickelson's face and he's just, I don't know what he's saying to him, but he's probably saying, Look, mate, you're, you're going to win a major eventually. Yeah, he did. And, um, of course, uh, Patriot did die a few months later. Justin Rose won at Marion. Who can forget that? Oh, what a great week that was. That was an excellent... That was another close call for Mickelson. I think he was second there as well. Uh, Keimer dominating at Pinehurst. Um, Still hasn't won since then. He, he, nearly he, won. he played pretty well last week, didn't he? I was uh, thinking was about Martin Keimer on the way in this morning, actually. As like, you do. He, he could easily win this week, couldn't he? Judging on... Is he in the field? Oh, he's a US he Open champion, yeah. I uh, think you get a 10-year exemption if yeah. you win. I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of, I'd, I'd love to know his odds are. He, his odds would be huge. Yeah. Um, but he looked to be playing his best golf, didn't he, for 63 holes at the Memorial a couple of weeks ago. And then it went a little bit wrong and Patrick Cantley played really good. Cantley played brilliant, well. I think, more than Kymer blew up. And, uh, and, of course, Chambers Bay, DJ three putt from... From uh, 15 foot for on the 72nd hole. But the best one, most memorable US Open for me, Tiger Woods, 2008, Tory Pines, one leg, 18 hole playoff over Rocco. He had two legs. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Uh, It was just a phenomenal performance, wasn't it? We always thought, not always, but we thought that might be Tiger's last ever major win. And what a one it would have been to remember him by. I'm glad it's not, because I always get a bit. I mean, it was an incredible week that, and. Tiger just wouldn't lose, would he? You're going to say you felt sorry for Rocco Media? I did feel a bit sorry for Rocco Media because Rocco Media did everything that he could. Yeah, but then he turned up in the playoff wearing the same clothes as Tiger. Do you remember that? He didn't wear the same. That's ridiculous. He wore red and black. Yeah, exactly. He's allowed. Tiger doesn't have a copyright on the colour red. But why didn't Rocco Media turn up in like blue? Well, on I'm sorry. What on earth has that got to do with anything? I mean, Media was pushed it all the way. Had, had a, Tiger had a whole of. Miracle 15 foot putt on 72nd hole, then had to hold a similarly miracle putt on the 18th hole of the the playoff on the Monday, that then falls it to a sudden death playoff. Mediate couldn't have done much more. Just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, what it was. It was a really good performance. It was. I'm so glad we don't have an 18 hole playoff. Yeah. The next day. I wasn't working uh, at Golf Monthly at that time. I was working in the same publishing company. And it was just the US Open which wouldn't die it just went on yeah. forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and it's hard watching this golf where it's really really tough when you're not seeing all these birdies and you're seeing players struggle stuff like that it can be quite a gruelling watch at times um, that's why I'm hoping Pebble's going to be good um, but and yeah I I found that it was just a struggle to watch in the end even though it was a great battle between two players and no one when Tiger got into the playoff no one was chatting and going, oh, well, I think he's going to be really close. Everyone thought, oh, Tiger will walk away with this now. 
Yeah. And um, no, it was that was a that was a very memorable uh, major. But Who I'm missed- so I'm so glad this is not his last major anymore. Yeah, I know. It's brilliant. Who missed out on the playoff by one? Phil Mickelson. No, it's Lee Westwood. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. He's another one with lots of second places. But um, go on then. You were criticising me off air, may I add, oh, about no memorable US Opens being on the list but before 1999. So come on then. As no, I'm sorry. No, well, that's... well, that's As an older person, what, as are, an your, older, well, that's what are your memorable US cheeky, Opens? Cheeky, cheeky. Um, what have I got to say before 1999? Yeah. I'm going to look through. Ernie L's winning? Yeah, uh, that was at Oakmont, at, wasn't it? At, Ernie beating Monty, another one, and that was in the playoff as well. Uh, poor Monty, poor poor Monty. Um, His name's on this list a few times for runner-up, isn't Corey it? Corey Pavin. I mentioned Corey Pavin, who that that, um, that incredible win at Shinnecock, where he hit that three wood into eighteen. Corey Pavin wasn't, although I think he, I actually like him a bit more there. Corey Pavin was very brash at that time, and um, he wasn't very much light this side of the Atlantic uh, people would call him very American he was quite outspoken he was quite loud yeah, as I say brash and um, but if you actually look back at how he won that US Open that was that was very impressive actually um, and he should have won he should have won more Corey Pave when you look back at it and, but actually when he was Ryder Cup captain although he they, they lost when he was captain um he actually seems to be quite a nice bloke, so nice. you know sometimes people's on on course demeanour can be um, you know a little bit different. But the one I actually remember was two thousand seven, Cabrera. Oh yeah, Cabrera winning. Tiger was second at that point with Furyk, and um, no one thought that Cabrera was going to be able to hold on, and no one really knew he was. You know, who's this guy from Argentina? But Botta. What a ball striker Cabrera is. What a natural talent. And then obviously yeah. he went on to win a Masters as well. So he's not exactly had a bad career, has he, Cabrera, when you look back on it. Um, yeah, but sometimes sometimes you can have the odd shock winner. Michael Campbell's just... I've got the list of winners in front of me here. 2005, Michael Campbell wasn't even in the US Open field. Got through Walton Heath. Walton Heath qualifying was just last week. Got through that and went... All the way and won it. Incredible story when you think about it. And who did he beat? Oh, Tiger again. <laughs> 2005 as well, when Tiger was at the height of his powers almost. So um, there's there's sometimes some great stories out there, and um, and it's not always the you know the the big star name. It's the pe- the people who can grind it out and are there at the 72nd hole. Because if you usually play, if you played you played in the USA for another five ten holes, you'd have a different winner, which doesn't always doesn't always happen it's all about timing at US Opens sticking with it you're going to have bogeys you're going to have double bogeys but just stick with it and um, patience is key isn't it yeah it's massive that is the that's why McDowell did so well when in uh, in 2010 DJ you could see his patient went and that's that final round he was expecting just to go out blast it and win it and um, it you know the, the course really bit him back there and I think he's probably improved since then, actually. Where GMAC could just hitting fairways and greens and getting on with it. So, yeah, we do get some quite random winners, don't we? Like, another one is Lucas Glover. Um, As a Beth Page? Yeah, I hope we don't... Well, actually, uh, a random winner's quite good, isn't it? We haven't had a random winner 
in any major for an awful long time now. Yeah, I mean, there's random and there's random. Because actually, if you look, I mean, you think they're quite random players, but actually, if you look back at their careers, I mean, is there anyone who's not done anything but win a win a US Open? There's not really anybody, is there? I don't know much about Steve Jones, who won in '96. True, that's one that probably does stick out, but every major has that sometimes, you know. Um, Larry Mize won the Masters. You know what else did he do? Not very. Not Todd he. Hamilton. Exactly. So uh, you know, there's always the odd, and it is that kind of tournament where someone just has doesn't have to play spectacular golf, just sticks around, holds some important parts, and you can uh, you can win it. That's the good thing about the U.S. Open and the Open is that they are opens. It's not like the Masters where you have seventy people that can win plus ten guys who won in the eighties or something. Uh, you really do get just a great mix of players in an Open um, I've seen in, in the Open Championship as well just all these unknown players that you, you don't necessarily know who they are just have the weeks of their life yeah um, and suddenly they, they, they are very and much. I'm sure there'll be someone up there after 36 holes this week that we go oh who is he I don't really know much about him then I'll ask you to write an article about it yeah um, so the, what other big stories this potential this week Kupka looking to win his third straight title that's the first time that would happen since 1905 it's not going to happen <laughs> wow nobody's won the US Open three years in a row in over a hundred years Ti- Tiger Woods couldn't even do it so no but this only takes Kupka to win again this week he's done it Game on, isn't it? He's yeah, fun. but it's the history books. It, these things just don't happen. Okay, well, okay. But do you think he's going to win? He's, he's got to be considered, hasn't he? It's hard to bet against him at the moment. He's playing so well. If he plays like he did at the PGA Championship, he'll win. Yeah, I can't see him playing that well again, though. Okay. I, well, we'll have to wait and see, but I think he's got a massive chance. Uh, can Tiger win his 16th major? Well, you think already. Do you think he could? Yeah, absolutely. Or do you think he will? Uh, no, no. I think he's he got a bit of luck to get his Masters win. Um, he's got a chance. Where was he lucky? Cooper didn't birdie any of the seventeenth uh, or eighteenth. Um, yeah, things like that. And you know, but Tiger. Hopefully, I hope just Tiger. Hope Tiger is somewhere near the top of the leaderboard the, over the weekend because that will make life just a lot easier and a lot more interesting. Um, DJ run up the last two majors. Doesn't seem to be yet spoken about. He's got great chance this week. Brilliant chance. Yeah. He's in my my top five favourites. I, I wrote an article. In your didn't top I? five favourites. Yeah, He's I wrote... one of the favourites. He's one of my top five favourites. <laughs> well, of all the guys that are 30 to 1 or less, DJ, <laughs> DJ is. He's <laughs> probably tournament favourite for me. Well, he is tournament of paper. That's my point. For you, it's not just for you. It's for every bookmaker in the land. The world number two has a great record at the course where they're playing the US Open. Is the favourite shock? Okay. Well, Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy are the favourites, but well, no, all three of them are. are, I think eight to one at the moment. So, (laughs) Uh, and Phil Mickelson. Let's just look at it. Let's. Let's just say one more thing on Phil Mickelson. He's been runner-up in 1999, 2002, 2004, 2006, 2009 and 2013. So he hasn't been runner-up for six years. He's due, isn't he? He's due a runner-up. I really think think Mickelson really has a good chance. 
I'm going to bet on him. He's one of my betting tips. Is he? Yes. Should I tell you my other better tips? Yeah, please do. Ones I've I've looked at, you know, quite quickly here. And there's a bit of value in there, and there's a bit of people I think we should put money on, whether they're they're two to one or hundred to one. Francesco Molinari is thirty to one to win the US Open this this year. That's that's such long odds for someone who's been playing as well as he has. So he's won. Mickelson fifty to one. Again, I think someone that should be looked at. But do you want to know who I'm putting loads of money on this week? Or putting some money on? Uh, is it Spieth? No. No, I don't think you told me. It's not Spieth. It's going to be... McElroy. R- Rory McElroy. Oh, is it? I really think it's going to be Rory. Rory's going to have another good week. That would be brilliant. I hope. I know right. that's not exactly breaking news that he just won. He's favourite, isn't he? Picking he's the favourite. He's favourite. I don't often pick the favourite. I just think Rory's going to have one of those special weeks. And there's a little stat here. That's very bold. It's, I know it's bold. I've got. I'm, I'm sometimes bold. Who was the last person to win the week before they then went on to win a major? Uh, was it Rory McIlroy? It was Rory McIlroy. So um, he's he has it. You know, he's got form. He's not one of these people who will have one good week and then one bad week. He He's playing really quite consistently. Um, and if he, you know, as you've mentioned, if he can control his putter and he has that confidence in his putter, which he has had, you know, more success with this season, I really think Rory is going to bring home the bacon. Okay. I... Do, you know who I, do you know who I really want, what I'd really, really like to happen? As I said a couple of weeks ago, Tiger to win the Pebble and then Rory to win a Paul Rush. But if Rory has to win both of them, I'll take that. I am going for, outside of the favourites... Go on. Well, actually, he is a favourite because these are my five favourites to consider. <laughs> uh, Jason Day. Jace, oh, yes. You've got, now, you've got a good fact about Jason Day. Do I? Yes. Uh, who's caddying for him? Oh, yeah. Steve, <laughs> Steve Williams. You told me. You told me this earlier. I didn't know about it. Steve Williams is on the bag. Tiger Woods is former caddy. And Jason Day's played in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am pretty much every year since he's turned pro. And he's probably had about five or six top fives. So he knows the course really well. And he plays it really well pretty much every time he plays. Um, he hasn't won a major in four or so years. So... He, you could say he's due one. Jason Day, I think he's a great... Jason Day, when he's playing well, he's right up there in the top echelon, but I don't think he's playing well enough at the moment. He's 25 to 1. I bet he was fifth at the Masters, Tom. Yeah, so, I know, but I still don't think he's... I still Masters, obviously, slightly smaller field than everywhere else. And, um, look, I'm happy to be proved wrong, um, especially if I put money on him. Now you've mentioned him. But um, I, I just think he's... I think he's... He's gonna. Ha- he's got. St- I think Steve Williams going his bag. It just feels a bit of desperation to me. Do you know what I'm saying? No. No. I just think he's looking for so much, uh, so much in there that actually he's 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 just looking for as much help as possible. Whereas actually, I don't like people who change their caddies just for the hell of it. To be honest with you. Okay. Spieth has also won at Pebble Beach before. Past US Open champion. Playing very well. Uh, went well at the PGA as well in the last major. So look out for Spieth. And another player as well, possibly Matt Wallace. I mean, he was really good, good at the shout PGA. Matt Wallace. Uh, I, th- I think we should chat about the English guys as well. Mm-hmm. 
Wallace is perhaps leading that charge. I know we got Fleetwood, who was second last year. Nearly shot 62, didn't he, in the final round. Another guy I quite like the look of is Poulter. It's going to be a grind. It's not going to be a, a bomber's paradise. So, so yeah, Poulter could definitely go well. I think all of those guys should definitely be uh, considered... I don't know about Tyrrell Hatton how he's playing or Tyrrell like Hatton, if you Matt remember, had, had a very, had a very good um, had a very good US Open last year. I think he finished fifth, didn't he? So um, is that right? Or have I? I don't remember. No, sorry. You don't remember, Elliot? You're supposed to know everything on like this. You're supposed to be on the tips of your tongue always. But um, yeah, I think the, the the Englishmen and Europeans are playing pretty well. And as we've said with the Ryder Cup course, a lot of the Americans said they didn't like the setup of what is actually going to be the setup of a US Open course or or, or the, the course at Pebble Beach. So um, we'll wait and see. Sticking with the English theme, Matt Southgate was on Sky last week. He was. On the golf debate, which I thought he was really to, good he on. He seemed to have... Um, he, was, he was on the TV coverage last night, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's He seemed he's brilliant. to miss Lady's socks. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> that a very, you could tell Southgate is from the same part of the country as myself, where... Socks are not in fashion. <laughs> but yeah, um, Southgate is a Golf Monthly columnist, so if you want to hear his thoughts, then pick up a copy of the magazine. And yeah, I just thought he was really, really good. Uh, talks very honestly. Very he, good. Was, he, was, he, seemed, he seemed to be very chuffed for Rory, didn't he? Yeah. He, and uh, it's always nice to see other pros who, you know, he's still very much a professional golfer, even though he was on the coverage last night. It's always good to see the pros who... Um, you can tell when the pros like other pros and are happy, are genuinely happy for them. So um, it shows, I think, the kind of guy that Rory is as well. But um, yeah, that was Southgate would be on there. I wasn't expecting to see him when I turned on, so that was that was good. Southgate playing this week? I don't know. I don't think he is. No. So, um, but yeah, I think definitely there's a few Englishmen out there that need to be considered, and um, it might suit them. And the Englishmen have had, and sorry, the Brits have had a decent performance over the last few years. We know we had Rose McIlroy and McDowell. We've barely spoken about Rose today, have we? Well, Justin Rose, is he playing golf still? <laughs> oh, I forgot you're not a fan, are you? I am a fan of Justin Rose. I just, get, I just get very frustrated again that he's now fourth in the world. Yep. And he doesn't seem to have played. And he's gone from his, his number one ranking down to fourth. Whereas look at the guys who've overtaken him, Kupka, Johnson, and now Rory as well. Rory's back up to third in the world now, isn't he? So yeah, they just had such a more busy year. Rory's now playing his third week in a row at Pebble. He's going to be going there with confidence sky high, isn't he? Yeah, can't play the Irish Open though because that'd be three weeks in a row. Couldn't possibly play three weeks don't, in a row. Don't, don't. <laughs> I I still understand why Rory's not playing the Irish Open because he would be under such pressure to do so much that week that actually he's going to take the week off and just wait till the Open. So that makes sense to me. As long as he's playing lots and lots of golf, which he is playing lots of lots of golf. So yeah, that's what we want to see, isn't it? Um, so yeah, any other players to watch? Um, Hideki Matsuyama possibly oh, he's in nowhere. good form I think that's a good shout hasn't missed a cut in pretty much a year now I'd say something like that yeah can you imagine going a year without missing a cut on a professional golf event no but I did actually make the cut at the weekend there was a cut at our club championship <laughs> that's the first cut I've ever made 
<laughs> there you go. You're, so you're on a, a run of one cup made. Right, that's a good uh, a good moment to go on to our quiz, I think. So this is a special US Open quiz uh, Sam in the office has put together. Let's hope it's a good one. I have a friend at my golf club, Nick Thomas, uh, Nick. greenkeeper at Wentworth. Hi, Nick. He listens. He says that our quizzes are very difficult. So, <laughs> I, I agree with you, Nick. So it's not just us that struggle with them. Um, could I also request that you put your notes away? Whoa! Just for a fair quiz. Okay. There you go. Can I turn them over? There you go. Fine. This is harsh, isn't it? Right, okay, right. Do you know... I, I worry when you say that, because you know what questions are coming up. No, I don't. You and Sam cheating. I'm no, sure Sam's you. been away playing golf in That's Cardiff, true. hasn't he? That's true. Right, so... Oh, okay, well, this is first First question is, is impossible. Question one. On what course was the first ever men's US Open held? Oh, do you know? No, I don't know that. Um, do you know the five founding clubs of the USGA, though? Oh, no. It could do be you, one of those. Well, probably, yeah. Question two. Which player holds a record for the largest margin of victory in the US Open? Why? So... I'll just tell you what just happened there. I'm at the other end of a table, about six foot away from Elliot, and he's just tried to cover his answers with his notebook. I've done it very well. I know. I, it means I don't have to cover How could them. you think my, my eyesight is? Question three. You can't even read your own writing. To well, exactly. <laughs> Question three. Who's the only player to lose the US Open in a playoff three times? Oh. I'll just drop my pen as well. I haven't written anything down. I, I couldn't even pick my pen up. Um, okay. Not a clue. Question four. The 2019 US Open is being held at Pebble Beach. And as we all know, the last time the course hosted a US Open was... The last time that course hosted a US Open was in 2010. Graham McDowell won, but can you tell me his winning score? Yes, I think I can. Question five. Kupka aside, who was the last player to win consecutive US Open titles? I think I know that as well. Do you know that, Elliot? Yeah. Of course you do. You've got all the answers. 88, there. 89, wasn't it? Oh, you're giving it away as well, yeah. I do know that. Thanks for the clue. Um, question six the course that's hosted the US Open the most times has done so on nine occasions name the course clue it is in Pennsylvania I think I'm going to put down the same answer as I put for the first question <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> which means that one of them is going to be wrong but hopefully one of them is right seven name the first player to shoot in the 60s for all four rounds during the US Open put down an answer it might be the obvious one um, question 8 where is the 2020 US Open being held oh why did I say that <laughs> you, I bet you didn't know that before <laughs> I said it well I don't I, do you know I'm not sure if I know or not but I know the answer now so uh, <laughs> question 9 from the year 2000 onwards on how many occasions has a non-American golfer won the US Open so from the year 2000 onwards on the, how many occasions has a non-American won 
trying to think. I'm trying to think as well. Mm. We've gone through quite a lot, haven't we? Question 10. Oh. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is unbelievable. One of the, This is such a good question, but we have spoken about it. One of the most iconic shots ever hit at the tournament. What club did Corey Pavin hit into the 18th Ooh. hole to clinch the 1995 USA Mitch Now, I'm... I want to make sure I get this right. Because I'm not sure what I said earlier. I think it's that. Right. Oh, hello. It's change of mind. Change your answer. Oh, just... Oh, okay. Uh, mm. Mm. Now, should I change my question? Uh, okay. Am I going to? No, I'm not. Am I? No, oh, I think I'm going to change mine as well. I've changed mine as well. Okay, right. Question one. Right, here's the answers. Question one. What course was the first ever men's US Open held? I went Oakmont. So did, so did I. Is that right? Uh, no, it's Newport Country Club. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Obviously well, clearly not. I didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have got that in a long time. Question two. What player... Oh, sorry. Which player holds the record for the largest margin of victory in an event? Tiger Woods. Yep. Tiger Woods. Come off. Who is the only player to lose the US Open and play off three times? Who did you say? Ugh, Davis Love the Third. I've said Jack Nicholas. Okay. And the answer is Arnold Palmer. Ah. Question four. The 2019 US Open is being held at Pebble Beach, as we all know. The last time the course hosted the US Open was in 2010. Graham down one, but can you tell me his winning score? Level par. Level par. Level par. Question five. Cut, cut aside, who is the last player to win consecutive US Open titles? Curtis Strange. Curtis Strange. Curtis Strange. Question six. The course that's hosted the US Open the most times has done so on nine occasions. Name the course. Clue it's in Pennsylvania. Oakmont. Oakmont. You did exactly the same as me. Yeah. Is it Oakmont? Yeah, it is Oakmont. Question seven. Name the first player to shoot... Now, this is the one I don't know. Name the first player to shoot in the 60s for all four rounds during the US Open. I'll put Cooker. Tiger Woods. Lee Trevino. Wow. Did not know that. Good question. Uh, where is the 2020 US Open being held? It's winged foot. Yeah, winged foot. Thanks, Elliot. Um, wow, here we go. This is the one. Question nine. From the year 2000 onwards, on how many occasions has a non-American golfer won the US Open? I'm confident in my next two answers. Six. I changed it from six to seven. Okay, so you put six and I put seven. I'm, I'm confident with six. <laughs> what is it? It's nine. What? One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Goosen twice. Oh, how could I forget about Goosen? Campbell Ogilvy. Oh, I, I didn't have Ogilvy. We've mentioned that. Oh. Cabrera, McDowell, McElroy, Rose, Keimer. So why did I put seven? I forgot Goosen. Uh, but I, I have just seen that I've got question 10 right. Really? One of the most iconic shots ever hit at the tournament. What club did Corey Pavin hit into the 18th hole to clinch the 1995 US Open at Shinnecock? Forward. I have also written forward. Oh, I think we've tied that. Is it forward? Yes, I just looked. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six. It's a draw. Hurrah. Have we got a tiebreaker question? Um, no, 
No, no, we don't. We've we don't. drawn again. Well, yeah, that happens, doesn't it? Uh, so I think it's 59 to me now. Yeah, I'll take that. I don't want to try and get to double figures. Sounds like a Ryder Cup score, that now, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, well, great stuff. Hopefully you did better than us. Six is all right, I suppose. That was quite tricky, wasn't it? So um, I'm disappointed with that. Well, indeed. Well, do join us again next week. We'll, we'll, we'll be looking back at what happened at Pebble Beach, ch- um, cheering on Rory McIlroy as he wins his fifth major or whatever it is. Make sure you follow us throughout the week on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're going to have lots and lots of coverage, lots and lots of posts going up there, some of the best images, video, all that. So uh, do check us out at Golf Monthly on Twitter and Instagram and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. And check out the Golf Monthly website as well because it's going to be covered in US Open stuff. As ever, if you do follow us... what's happened? iTunes doesn't exist anymore, so I can't say if you like us on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Rate and review. If you have got all this way through for the quiz, there's some very exciting news that we have now got a competition to You've win. you that well hidden, Tom. I have. It. Well, it was a test to see how many people listen to the end. So, Elliot... What's, very smart. Well, indeed. So, what is the prize for this competition? The prize for this competition is a practice training aid spelled P-R-A-K-T-I-S. So, it's a good alignment aid. Uh, can be used for putting as well which is very handy. It looks very good. It's used by some professional golfers. And, uh, yeah, we need a word or, or something. How can they enter this competition? Oh, exactly. Well, that's a good idea. So what we want you to do is we want you to email in to golfmonthly at ti-media.com with the answer to this question, Elliot. Who is going to win the US Open? So whoever emails us with the correct answer first will win. If nobody is correct, then we will just take whoever finishes highest up the leaderboard. Indeed. So thank you for listening right to the end here. There's a little bonus for you, and good luck with that. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, check, check that out and, uh, and email us. And um, it is, It's a really decent uh, practice aid, so, um, yeah, something to, to not miss out on. Other than that, thank you for listening. We will talk to you again next week, uh, where hopefully we'll be celebrating Rory's win or Tiger's win. Yeah, potentially. Indeed. So, until then, speak to you again next week. Thank you.